Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. It's been two weeks, but a lot has happened in the NBA. Decided to break it all down with uh, my guy PJ. What up, dog? How are you? What's happening, Ultra? So Ultra, I can't... should we come up with our own cover album to match what Weezer did? Wait, what did Weezer do? Oh, wow. They released, like, they decided to leverage the fact that everyone liked their cover of Toto, of Africa by Toto, and made a whole album. Of covers? And it's evidently really bad. Yeah, that de- they deserve to have their legacy tarnished a little bit by that. I mean, Why? I haven't even heard of it, but... Because if you're, if you have established and had a very su- successful career of coming up with your own unique form of art, whatever it may be, and then you all of a sudden are like, yeah, I'm gonna kind of copy other people's stuff and like turn that for profit. That's kind of, that's kind of messed up. It's a cover. People do yeah, it all the time. Doing doing a cover here and there is fine. Creating an album only of covers. Because people like the one that you did. I don't know. I don't like it. it. I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think anyone was clamoring for more Weezer covers, but I think if you're going to do a Weezer, Weezer, if you're going to do covers, they should be good. I haven't listened to them yet either, so I'm doing the very internet thing of commenting on something that I haven't actually listened to, but the general consensus was that it wasn't very good. But I thought Mm -hmm. maybe we should just do our own covers then. I saw Weezer live once. They played at. Uh, I like Weezer. They played, it, they played at the big um, music festival in Des Moines. And I'm blanking. Weezer. Weezer's I'm got uh, what it's called. Wells Fargo Arena. Well, no, not at not at that venue. They do. Uh, it's kind of like it's in the Sculpture Garden every year. Oh, uh, eighty thirty-five. That's it. Yeah. They performed at that a couple years ago. Uh, anyway, we are already way off track. Perfect. I do not remember when we talked last, PJ. Did we talk about you are uh, recovering from ACL surgery? So things. No, are going we made well, no though. mention of it. Yeah. So, but you're, you know what? You are in perfect. You are perfect podcast shape because you're just stationary. Have plenty. Of, have had plenty of time to get your thoughts together, and I, I have no doubt this is going to be the best podcast we've done. Yeah, and right now what you're going to get is instead of me talking to myself in the confines of my apartment for the last, you know, week or, or your dogs. Week uh what am I? I'm I'm 9 days out of post post ACL surgery. So far I'm I'm trending more towards being on track of the Adrian Peterson return than the Derrick Rose return, so that's always a positive. That's a very much so positive. Although, I mean, Derrick Rose is back now, too, so uh, that's oh, and cool. But something it just we took him longer. Just I don't want a five-year comeback. Something we weren't plan- like hadn't specifically planned on talking about today, but he did come out and say over the last week or so that he thinks he's better now than he was when he won MVP, which... Yeah, it's a wild statement. Is a wild I did have Derrick Rose stuff I did want. I was going to mention my shout-outs. Okay, well, we'll save that conversation. So we can save then. it. A tease for later, folks. Perfect. Let's let's start on more of a somber note because we're going to get to all the fun stuff down the line a little bit. Uh, really, really ugly injury in Indiana last night. Oladipo suffered a ruptured quad tendon, and it was really bizarre. Well, he just collapsed. Well, yeah, you just you, 
they don't talk about it, his, really. they talked about his kneecap and things just not looking like they were in place but you know non-contact contact injury which are, are always scary but where you've seen some really ugly stuff happen is where guys kind of land like like if you think of boogie you couldn't visibly tell what was wrong but big guy holding lower leg i guess i i mean i you it's easy to say now but honestly if you listen to that with absolutely no uh like you're not listening to the announcers or anything i would guess it's an achilles injury just because that is common but this is just uh, I when I that I got announced today that it was a ruptured quad tendon. I don't remember ever seeing that injury before. It's uh, similar. Well, they're describing it similar. Like Barkley had it once, I guess. But the kind of case study that at least Woj was saying they're gonna go off of and really use the Pacers are as far as like recovery and timetable and all that is that Tony Parker suffered um, something similar to the what. Victor um, had happened to him last night. <clears throat> so they're going to kind of, based on that, I mean, Tony Parker was able to return, be fine, but um, there is question of, like, how this will impact the one part of Victor's game, which people are, you know, I, I don't think he relies on it heavily, but, yeah, it's going to affect his ex- explosiveness and um, some of that piece of it. But I don't think it's... I have less and less, um, and I, I do find myself following this, but these like major injuries like this, when they're on the, the right side of, of 30, I just I don't want to panic and like at this point, you know, think of the worst because science has advanced pretty far. Yeah. Um, and this is completely biased on the fact that I just came off of ligament <laughs> surgery myself 100 and, bias and on that. like you told me earlier today you've already been running a couple miles so i have not just... that was a funny joke <laughs> that know, ultra thought was real i'm my brain is you my think brain has not been after like 100 capacity up to this point it honestly surprises me the amount of responses i give to any of my friends and like them to take it take it like serious like anything electronically that i send someone i would like I feel like I've established at this point that I'm just like bullshitting with them sure. or like me. I'm doing like anything I'm doing is intended for a joke first and then a serious later. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I mean, and Ultra I, still I don't have, I don't have a good excuse for that one. I should have picked no. that one up. Yeah. Yeah. It said I was running and ran two miles today, a week after surgery. It's just like, wow, that's impressive. On like the Chicago <laughs> ice. We're just currently, there's just ice on the screen. <laughs> I didn't, in my defense, you had just come from, I knew that you had PT. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I was like, that all right. on a treadmill? Was like, yes, I certainly oh, was not expecting, that's I was fair. not expecting that like you took the dogs out for a two mile jog Hells, yeah. the, in the streets, you know? <laughs> I got you. That that, would that's be, fair. That would be. That's a good counter. Insane. It's funny to think of though. Yeah, I only think of running just because I, I I know the weather is brutal it's in the dog entire shit. Midwest right now, so it's, it's just not dog great. shit and ice. But yeah, I uh, Oladipo's injury is a bummer, and that was <laughs> I mean the the nice part about all of this is that it wasn't something like it doesn't seem like the recovery for this or the risk associated with this injury is quite as bad as like an Achilles or an ACL injury, so. I'd say it's, I, yeah, I think it kind of feels like it's in between 
the two. Like, I'd say it's more on the ACL side of things, it seems like. But, um, yeah, really like, the only injuries with me that I get real concerned about at this point with basketball players is, like, feet problems. Like, feet problems are real that just and those aren't like severe crew, but those are just those type of injuries where once you start to have them, you see guys that just like they're never right after it, really in a lot of ways. Or if you have to, you know, the old microfracture surgery was the the big kind of kiss of death for a while. Um, it does suck though because Indiana was um, playing, and we really did a terrible job of talking about them uh, until this point. So that's really just on us because they were having third. a tremendous season again um third in these just quietly just putting together a great season um i it will it will change up i think the order of the east for sure but uh i some people were really quick to say like oh indiana's gonna you know you're gonna see them drop out out of this i don't know if i don't think they will like i don't buy that because i didn't get a chance to look up the numbers before but i mean they already have played a stretch this season without Victor, I mean, they weren't great, but I, I, I found it really odd and like that people and like were just so quick to be like, well, this is gonna, you know, is can the Pistons or you know one of these bottom feeder team on the East like creep up now because of this? I, I think Indiana will be fine in the playoffs still, but yeah, in the Grand Land. The grand scheme of the Eastern Conference landscape, it's, yeah, you've, you've lost another contender because it was really, it was a five-team race, if you want to have that argument. I think I'm, at this point, convinced it's only a three-team race, though. Yeah, I, uh... Decide who those three teams are, folks. Seriously, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a bummer, um... The Pacers were – we had their over and felt really confident about that going into the year, and they were exceeding those expectations. And uh, they're going to be a mess without Victor. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, he does so much on both ends of the floor for them. Uh, they have – I mean, they have some good pieces, but I have – I they're at no – no danger of falling out of the playoffs because the East is a mess, but it's too bad that they're not going to, we're not going to be able to see a really fun price, really fun second round matchup uh, with them going against another good team in the East. It's probably going to no. be, they're going to dip down to the second half. Uh, the Sixers and Celtics are going to leapfrog them. And then they're going to be right around that six, seven seed probably. And um that means they're going to be going up against the likes of the Sixers or someone in the first round, and don't like their odds. Uh, they, I think they could still be the five. I don't. I don't. Necessarily, there's nothing on the bottom half of the East there of that that makes me say, "Oh, we're." Yeah, but if they're if they're the five, then first round they're going up probably against the Celtics or Sixers, and they're that's not serious. They're likely to come away with. I could see them beat. Uh, Philadelphia. I'm talking really? that shit. <laughs> I I just want to see if I get a reaction out of you. So you cannot, <laughs> you cannot mean that. I kind of I, I. Wow, you've got this. Is I don't fresh not mean it. Of, this is fresh off two dominant wins from Philly too. 
People are down <laughs> on Philly. Kidding. I just yeah okay there we go. Uh, hey, we're not yeah, but you're not. If you would have been texting me this, I would have assumed you're giving me shit. But now that we're talking in person, I just don't know. It's tougher read. I mean, uh, I do not think the if I if I could be so bold as to say I do not think the Sixers will win the Eastern Conference. I do not think so either. Yeah, that's that's my. They, we'll start yeah. there. I'm I'm with you there. I'm pretty Let's, much down to like five teams I think in the league that I think can make it to the finals. Total. Warriors. Yeah. Lakers. Yeah. Bucks. Yeah. Celtics. Yeah. Fifth is the fifth team an Eastern Conference team or a Western Conference team? An Eastern Conference team. Raptors. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty much nestled in on those five. Yeah, I, I, I think I feel that way now. If the Rockets have, if they can put things together when Chris Paul is back, then I'm not ruling them out. And I should, am. Okay. I'm. Well, let's. I, go ahead. Do you want to get? Where do you want to go next on this tree? Because I was I'm, gonna say we we sh- let's I'm just talk about, talking about Victor. Oldie, so though. you know we're gonna get to all star all star starters because those were announced literally before we started recording. We're recording Thursday night here, but they uh, let's talk about James Harden because he is obviously he's so he's named a starter. He's one of the starting five in the West. Spoiler alert. But he has been, you know, I hit on we hit on this. I think two or three podcasts ago with how great he's been playing. And, you know, that was three or four weeks ago. And we're now in late January and he has scored over 30 points, uh, every game since December 11th. Um, he has averaged 45 points this month. He, I think there have been so many stories and, did you stats. read his unassisted point streak? Yeah, so that's the thing is that I don't know how many points it is, but I know it's that 263 he's, straight unassisted points, which is absurd. Against the Sixers, it, which was the same night I thought I saw this on Instagram. I think that on the night that Houston got handled by the Sixers, he still had 37. All of his 12 field goals made were unassisted. Clay Thompson had 44 that night, and every single one of his shots was assisted. All 44 points, <laughs> which is crazy. But that just goes to show you this guy. I, I watched a good chunk of the Knicks-Houston game last night, and he really struggled from three. He was 5 for 20. Uh, guy, 22 for 25 from the free throw line, and he's like – relentless i mean i've never seen i've really never seen a guy that is just that aggressive scoring the basketball since kobe he like the way that he kind of approaches um getting his shot he's definitely different from kobe in that he is has mastered the ability to bait people into getting ticky tack fouls and uh getting to the free throw line but but even if you take away his free throws, he's not. His numbers are still pretty crazy. 
Well, that's the ringer had a stat this their story this week that were st- uh, an article dedicated to just ridiculous stats having to do with James Harden and if you took field goals or excuse me if you took free throws away from everyone in the league this year he would still be the leading scorer. So it's certainly it's that's not just it. I mean, that's part of it. You know, he Free throw attempts for the last couple of games here, 25, 8, 15, 23, 18, 16, 11. I mean, he gets to the line double digits almost every single night, uh, and he hits, you know, on average about 90% of those, so that helps. But 61 points in MSG last night. Melo's still got the record. <laughs> 62, baby. Yep. Melo's got 63. I, it was 60, right? It was, I thought he finished with 61. Yeah, uh, and Harden, fin- Harden finished with sixty one. I thought uh, I might be wrong. Mel anyway. was sixty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. We're we're saying the same thing, I think. Or you were wrong. Either way. <laughs> yes, I said sixty two. But anyway, uh, Harden. Um, yeah. So what's interesting, PJ, is that since the beginning of the season, here are his average points per game per month: twenty eight, thirty one. 36 45 in january so my question is is he going to average more than 45 points in february <laughs> uh is chris paul coming back in february because then probably not it's looking that way then probably not man i mean <clears throat> i think he's doing i have i have two things like it's i'm with everyone that it doesn't it isn't super fun to watch and like he does get some hate because it is just a ton of iso and i mean but it is crazy still to see like one person do that. Um, granted, it's not like we're, we 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 as a basketball community kind of elected that this wasn't this type of basketball that we wanted, and the game has made you know a lot of rule changes and stuff to push us more to a free flowing, you know, passing, move the ball offense, not no, a lot less ISO. Unless you're Jim Boylan, who likes that, uh, and. Like, because of that, I think it it just stands out and it looks odd, but it is impressive. It is also, like, tough for me to really look at the situation and do anything more than, like, it's a fun mid-season story just because him doing this now just doesn't feel worthwhile for what the Rockets' end goal is, which is they want to be back in the Western Conference Finals when they're shot at the Warriors, and I just I feel like a lot of this is just... It's necessary because they need to make the playoffs. <laughs> it's like, well, that's the James Harden's going to be gassed in June again. Then what do we do with that information? Well, like, what do we yeah. do with the, those results? And that's the underlying thing with all of this, right? Is that this has happened year after year after year for half a decade now. Is this guy's been unbelievable, an MVP candidate for three years in a row now, and even before that, when they ended up blowing a lead against the Clippers. They, like, that was before Harden was really peak Harden like he is now. But even then, it was he fizzles out in the playoffs and he's going to be exhausted. And now, like, I will say, he's just, he's looks like he's in better shape. Like, he, he has had more fire playing more minutes and is not, has not really slowed down for this team. Like, he's playing in January, he's played almost 39 minutes a night. Like that's pretty unbelievable considering Yeah, it's not that good. Every single shot that he takes is ISO. So 
Like, I don't know what that is going to mean in the playoffs, but I'm ex- I mean, I don't want him on a night to night basis. He is, in my opinion, the number one thing that I want to watch on League Pass because it's like every single night this guy's going for 50. It's unlike That's, anything you are the one I've seen in a long time. Dude, there's so many people that are just uh, that do hate on it, but um, I mean, I you know, I, I've always I've always really appreciated what James Harden could do because it's yeah. on, it's it's staggering. Like I know that there are just some guys that aren't wired that way. Most guys like Kyrie, LeBron, KD, they're all about like if those guys wanted to go out and take the number of shots that Harden does, they could do that, but they also are in better basketball situations than Harden currently is. Like, especially in the last couple of games that he doesn't have Clint Capella to run pick and roll with. And if he doesn't have Chris Paul, like is a step back contested three from James Harden, a better shot than Austin rivers going ISO. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to take that. And I, it is not, the most it is not the prettiest version of basketball no but but it's just he's insane i mean like possession after possession what he's able to do is incredible right and i don't and i'm trying i don't want to be like sounding critical of him because it's it's just it's to me though that you look at it and it's like all right he's doing these crazy things but they were i think they were like a plus 19 or something with him on the floor and they were i forget what they were they were like minus six with them off um, last night, but then like they do all that and they they barely beat the Knicks. Still, like that's that's the part where I'm like, yeah, you're winning these games, so you need to, so you need to make the playoffs. But I just think it's a really really dumb gamble on their part if you're at this point sitting here. And it's not. I, I'm sure they're they they've been active. They're trying to add pieces. Like they're filling in these these holes and like. What kind of feels like a sinking ship a little bit. Like they fix one problem and then Capella goes down, and like you you you're not able to really be whole at all. But you can't like if the plan is that this is going to be what they are going forward. Like they might be done in the first round, man. Like I I don't I don't know if 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 it's worthwhile for that whole organization that they wear out their superstar. To get to the to make the playoffs and lose in the first round because he's done and he doesn't have any legs left. Like they need to before the deadline really find something or in the buyout market really be able to find some pieces that are going to help him make at least make things easier. Because although yeah, he's I, doing well at it, it's no one can tell me that what he's doing isn't crazy hard and also is like it is just not sustainable. Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure. I just want him to get hurt. From like, a tra- for a trade candidate, I don't know who's a good option. Like it seems like oh, there yeah, I'm some not. good there's some good bigs that are options, but like when Clint Capill comes back then that that doesn't really help you as much anymore and you're paying Clint so much. I don't think going and trying to trade for Vucevic or um like Pau Gasol No, they need Pau Marcusol is gonna be an option. Like you're so those are, you know, that's not going to happen. And then just wings that are going to be playmakers and help the Rockets out, they, they're not there. At least I, can't, I certainly can't think of anything that. I was really be. surprised that they weren't more involved in the uh, 
the Justin Holiday market uh, when the Bulls traded him for yeah. one guy. Um, that would have been interesting. I was I was kind of surprised, but you need. Yeah, I mean, they just don't have the assets to really make anything crazy. So I, I do. I I don't know what the the answer is necessarily. If this is the guy they need to get, I I I feel like if anything, they're going to be in a situation where there's teams that are looking for are going to have a high asking price. Uh, during the trade deadline, they're going to be able to sneak in. And it's like for for someone that a team is looking for, uh, you know, a first round pick or something, they're going to be able to at least offer that in, in some form. But it's going to be a later pick than uh, you know other teams giving two seconds for something, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah, I um, they're in trouble, man, but. Let's uh anyway. Yeah, they're real uh, in- they also have trouble inbounding basketballs. If anyone if you haven't seen the clip, go check out the from last night of the fourth quarter. The for whatever reason, Eric Gordon inbounds the ball to PJ Tucker PJ and he Tucker. just boxes out Noah Vonley instead of grabbing the ball and then Noah Vonley picks it up and scores. And it is so bizarre. He's treating it like like it's, I have, I don't I've even got know. The play, it's I, got the black plague on it. I don't I don't know what where his head was at with that. It was I didn't it was really I weird. did also internet thing. I did zero uh, took zero effort to research and see like if he had a response for what that was. But it was super weird. To, it's just yeah, it's so I, funny. I would be interested to hear what, what is a say, what but. is a better shack What's a better shack than a fool? That play or the Steph dunk attempt from a couple nights ago? I think P.J. Tucker's is much worse. Mostly yeah. because I think at least Steph, I know that he, I think he was on a talk show last night that he explained it. But I, it, I really do think that the floor had to have been kind of wet there. Like I don't, or there was, you know, there's sweat or something on the court. Oh, because yeah, his, yeah. his feet just like shot out from underneath them, which... Like it's still funny and he deserves to get made fun of for it, but it's less funny than just acting ridiculous like PJ Tucker was. Like Steph was just kind of like, all right, he's going for a dunk and his, you know, your feet are gone. Like, what? That's tough. <laughs> that's yeah, tough. I mean, no, I would agree. Like, I just the uh, yeah. It's a, it's a very good question, but yeah, we've yeah. Uh, speaking of Steph Curry, he is also a Western Conference all-star starter along with his teammate kevin durant we already mentioned james harden and then the last two western conference starters are paul george and lebron james which um definitely i mean at least i was surprised to see these five what was your reaction for the west i was not surprised to see curry i was not surprised to see james harden I was really surprised not to see Anthony Davis or Jokic in here. Uh, yeah, AD, AD I thought would have. I mean, I've, I'm I'm I have zero issue with these guys being the starters though. It it was really I... between it was for me it was between Jokic, AD, um, and uh, and Paul George for that last spot. 
I I mean all three of those guys are going to make the team, so I would have I would have personally I think liked to have seen Jokic just take that spot just for um just yeah, the season the Nuggets being the second team in the the just and for the season they're having, like I I would have liked to seen that nod, but just with all the votes and everything, I mean, he's not going to win that. That fan vote for him is going to be very difficult, and same with with Anthony Davis in some way, especially when you know LeBron's taking a spot from one of those guys. See, I I honestly thought that I think Jokic is a more deserving All Star than KD or LeBron. I thought that he I thought that he should be ahead of LeBron not because if LeBron would have been healthy up to this point I'd 100% say like LeBron's the guy. Yeah, but this is a fan missed. vote, but right. No, but, but these are there are different components to this. The fan vote is one piece and then you have coaches and players too. And like at some point the the amount that you play matters and your team success plays a component too. And if you put those two things along, Jokic and him putting up 2012 and or 2010 and seven this year, I think he deserves to be a starter. I think he deserves to be a starter, have LeBron. Uh, and I think KD probably has a better claim to being a starter than LeBron does. And like, I think LeBron's the best basketball player in the world. But all star, that's not exactly what that means. It's just. Were you a top five player in your conference at this point during the season? And Jokic just played, I think, every game. So was KD. LeBron has missed 14 games. Yeah, but so Jokic, so so here I have the breakdown for the voting results. So LeBron was first by the fans, players, and media. KD so he's just like, no question. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I think you're... They clearly disagree with what I'm saying. Yeah, like, (laughs) you getting bent out of shape that LeBron's not in it is really just, like, yelling into the void. Yeah, (laughs) I'll keep yelling. This is my void, baby. This This is is you yelling into, like, a a speeding train passing by. Like, no one is going to hear this and, like, acknowledge it. And this is – look, I'm – this is – I'm not saying this just to be, like, a contrarian. Like, I I really do believe that – he is more deserving to be a starter than LeBron and KD too. Maybe Paul George. Like I, I'm number, here for the KD they're, argument. They're man. the number two seed in the West, and you're telling me the Warriors deserve two All Star starters before the Nuggets get no, one. No, they're first. The Nuggets are the second seed. No, I know. I'm saying that the Warriors, the number one seed, should get two starters. I mean, before. The number yeah. two seed in the West gets one starter. I don't agree I mean, with they that. They were getting three at one point, man. I mean, like, I don't like. They're. I, I mean, I I'm here for the KD thing. Is like almost like if people wanted to to punish the Warriors for their lackadaisical play at points, I'm okay with that. If someone's gonna get get hit or something, but I mean that's the most popular team in the world, man. Like they're 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 gonna get two guys for sure. Yeah, uh, I get it. But yeah, AD finished fifth in fan voting, third by players, third by media. Paul George was fourth across the board. Luca was second by fans, eight by players, sixth by media. He was eighth by players. 
I'm yeah. really surprised it's that high. So he's going to, I mean, he definitely made the, he's going to be. Jokic was seventh by seven. fans, fifth by players, fifth by media. So the fan vote heard him. That's that's it? Yeah, he that's what it. I said, man. I mean, like, that fan vote's like the weighs so much. Cause, yeah, 80 was fifth. And, like. Yeah, so had Jokic gotten the, had him and 80 switched, he would have. He would have been the fifth spot. This is the one that's really Derrick Rose got second by fan votes for guards, fourth by players, sixth by media. Well, that's interesting because shouldn't he that's the same average as, I know they're weighted differently though, right? Harden, but Harden was three two was three by fans. Second by players, first by media. Yeah, so they're weighted scores. He got a three and a half. Harden's at a two point two five. So he but beat what was out. Paul? But what Paul George was four. <clears throat> oh, but it's because it's, it's front court and guards. Yeah, there's only two spots for guards. Yeah. Hmm, that's tough. I mean, if Derrick Rose, Rose ends up making it as a reserve, man, that'd be crazy. So Derrick Rose, he's been great this year. So. Shout out Derek Rose. Um, Still right, going to talk, talk about him later in the show. Let's talk about the East. So I did not. I didn't have any problems with this starting five. I agreed with it across the board. So uh, Kemba, Kyrie. There was, there was no. Ch- so people were talking about the Kemba part. I was. There was no chance in my mind that he was not going to make the starters. Yeah, so I'm Kemba, so. I'm super happy for him. Me too. Way, Kem- but Kemba, him Kyrie. Hosting, he was definitely going to get it. Uh, Giannis, Kawhi, and Joel, which I, you certainly cannot make an argument against Joel, Giannis, or or uh, Kawhi. Um, I think, but I, I don't personally. I don't think I think Kyrie deserves to be in there too. Uh, like Bradley Beal and Victor Oladipo are interesting arguments against Kemba, but I still I still think Kemba deserved it more. Well, with with the Unfortunately, yeah, with the with the Victor injury, like it worked out there. I mean, literally the only person I would entertain really an argument of taking over Kemba as a starter is Ben Simmons. But yeah, which I I don't know. There's just it's tough to put it. It's tough to vote that Ben Simmons in as a starter when there's just so much chatter about them trading him you know i couldn't stop thinking about that i don't i am not excuse me what there there are believers out there that say that they should trade ben simmons he does not fit with Embiid. like get rid of him i think that's ridiculous i don't i don't believe in it trading him for ad well i don't know what you're trading him for and if if you're trading for him for ad maybe then it's okay but (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. Am I getting AD Kawhi, uh, or with even with their contracts, I wouldn't trade Ben Simmons for Kawhi. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't. Oh I, boy. You he's young. Trade. So Kawhi's not old. No, he's not old, but 
You tried to the process. I said win or just look. I said with so contracts considering like Ben Simmons, I have controlled for at least six more years. Kawhi, if I traded for him right now, I have him for the rest of this year, and that's it. No, I'm I'm assuming long like. Would I rather have the next five years of Kawhi Leonard versus Ben Simmons? Yeah, hundred percent. That's that's the hypothetical world I'm living in. Okay, well now you know where I stand. But yeah, I mean Simmons has had a like all thing. Simmons is almost averaging a triple double. He's been unbelievable. He's you know sixteen and a half points, nine rebounds, eight assists a game. It's pretty good. Yeah, I just want the Sixers to convince me to keep them in consideration to win the East, and I just I haven't been sold mainly because I'm just like man. I don't really have a good reason why. There's just nothing about them when I've looked at them where I go, yeah. Well, they should be a lot better than they are. I mean, they have... Yeah, that's just how I feel. I mean, just general, it's just the feel that you probably just said what I feel like. I'm just looking at this and I'm expecting to get more than I do. Like they um, should they should have the same record as the Bucks do, but instead they're 32 They don't have Giannis. Uh, yeah, I mean, having so. Oh, I wanted to ask you this when we talked about Harden earlier. So, do you think Giannis is still the MVP right now? Yes, I do too. It's it's. I, I'm the, starting to get nervous. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's what I was about to say. I was like, we are, we're still confident, but we aren't. <laughs> it is like it's. I'm talking about how much it's fun to watch James Harden on a night to night basis. It's also so scary because. We we are invested in Giannis. We we need that MVP so bad. I'm invested in Gian. I'm I want to have my Greek Freaky Friday Giannis MVP party so badly, so bad. Um, he, yeah, I think he is just the honestly seeing these the the voting from the media and all that like today for All Star thing like put me at some ease on it. Um, you're saying these and you're saying a lot of these in question form, which is not making well because I just like there's better. there's more to there's more to come. But if my my general feeling is if the Bucks finish with the are the first if they finish number one in the East in the regular season, that is a very good argument for him to win it because. I do, I do have to put on the side too of this like Harden, like we were talking about earlier, this Harden self hate kind of weird stuff that goes on where people are like he's not fun to watch, like this style isn't fun to watch, where everything Giannis does is fun to watch. <laughs> um, like I'm, I'm almost using that as like the single thing if like if numbers got a lot closer, like just for whatever reason there's a little drop off for Giannis. Uh, after you know, post All Star break, I'm like kind of thinking on that part of like he's got the more he he's the advantage of he's gonna rack in more highlight videos on Twitter and and stuff than Harden is. Harden's gonna have some crazy historical numbers, but Giannis is also you know close to he's you know having like 25 and 18 (laughs) rebounds and like. Doing some insane stuff as well. So no, I'm, I'm. We'll say, we are comfortable, but we're, we're not making 
you know anything too bold yet. We're not. We haven't ordered anything. We haven't um, begun planning the Freaky Friday party yet. The Greek Freaky Friday party. Yeah, we're we're two fifty point triple doubles away from being very nervous. I think is where we're at. You think he, if he gets, uh, I mean, that, I, that, I think he's definitely going to do that. Well, not over the course of the year, but I'm just saying if his next two performances, like if I don't, oh, I don't know, I got, yeah, they, yeah, 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 I don't know who they play the next two games, but if in the next two games they win both games and he puts up fifty point triple doubles, I'm all of a sudden maybe James Harden is the maybe he is the MVP right Putting now. A lot of just pressure on my. Their next two games are against the Raptors and Magic. And then yeah, the so I will say that if he put up... Raptors are Friday. If he's going up against... Tomorrow, the day you're probably pri- That should be primetime TV. I don't know if it is. It's not... That it is. Be, it's uh, an ESPN game. Yeah, it's that ESPN should be an ESPN. So if he puts up a 50-point triple-double... Friday night. Against He's the definitely Raptors. gonna do it against the Magic. <laughs> I'll t- actually, I was just Kawhi hasn't been playing. Kawhi's missed four straight. Oh, right. Yeah, Kawhi's been out a little bit. Um, so the one thing that we should probably hit on before we move on, the top vote getters and thus the selectors in the upcoming All Star Draft, Giannis and LeBron, your two favorite guys. And two, two of my favorite guys, and just, you know, very exciting stuff. Yeah, tireless votes by me to make that happen. Um, Team Giannis is uh, – I'm I'm super happy that it's – that where you get the televised game now that with t- Team Giannis being a part of it. Um, although Team – although Steph versus LeBron last year would have been great. Um, yeah, it's February 7th. That's going to be must-watch. I, I can't wait. Giannis is going to have some really bad jokes, um, hopefully. So we'll see about that. I hope he doesn't. I just I'm, I'm interested to see what Giannis's drafting style is because LeBron's going to work every uh, situation out of of Team LeBron in 2K, especially while he's out over a few glasses of wine. So he's going to have a pretty solidified draft strategy, I think, going in. Um, I don't know what you know, Giannis. If Giannis is any experience doing drafts, really, I mean that's he's gonna have the disadvantage of uh, you know growing up in Greece, and I just you know not really probably being exposed to any fantasy sports games or just fantasy drafts in general. Um, so I wonder what, if he's gonna get some help. How uh, just just what his plan's gonna be. So if, if you're if you're Giannis and you had the first pick, who you take? You gotta take. Uh, well, I think with him, I would take Steph or you take Steph or KD. Yeah, I think I'd take KD if I were him. I think I'd I take think Steph. I well, I think I'd take KD for this reason. I'd want to take I, those are the two guys I'd want with me, and I don't think LeBron's gonna take Steph. I think I think LeBron wants to take KD, so I would take KD so that LeBron is probably. I think LeBron would. I mean, if I'm LeBron, LeBron probably, would. If it's snake, so if it goes, Giannis he's gonna take Paul George. I think. No, or he's Harden. gonna take Kawhi, dude. He's gonna take Kawhi. He take. He would take 
KD and Kawhi, for f- sure. Yeah, he would take KD first if he was there. And you're right, I agree. He'd take Kawhi. But if, yeah. If, if yeah, you're Giannis right. takes Steph. Actually, maybe he hates Paul George for not coming to the Lakers. So there he won't take Paul George. There. No, I, I would see him take Kawhi. And if, if, if I could script it, it would be that Giannis takes Steph. And then LeBron takes KD. And Kawhi. And then that just well, sparks more rumors for this offseason. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. I'm just glad we get to watch it this year. Um speaking of February seventh, which is when that draft is, that's also the trade deadline. And they're starting to you know, some more conversations around what trades and who's on the market. And the biggest names have come up over the last week are the Grizzlies have made it known to the rest of the league that they're willing to listen to uh, deals on Marcus and uh, Conley, which in the past they've been very against. And Gasol was, you know, there were a lot of conversations last year as to whether or not he gets moved. I personally don't see them working a deal or finding a deal that they can they can move Mike Conley. But I think Marcus is not going to be Grizzly on February 7th. Yeah, I mean, Conley's contract makes it tough. Gasol is His interesting. Is interesting. Well, got, the Conley one... He's going to opt in. He's got twenty. He's got a player option next year for $25 million. Yeah. I really think he's going to opt into that. Eh, I could see him... Uh, Next this off season though this is his this would be the move almost if he's gonna get pay like someone will pay him that again like he would just extend his money more but yeah yeah that's an interest that's that's a real interesting just like individual player decision but I yeah I, I feel like Gasol it would make sense that he gets moved. Um, I just I don't know who's what the price. I just don't know what the market's really going to be for those two guys right now. I mean, Conley. I think the default that a lot of people have have gone with, and I don't disagree with, is that Phoenix goes for him. Uh, that would I, the only the thing I, about that is I'd feel terrible for Mike Conley if you have to go there, and I'd be kind of pissed if the Grizzlies did that to him, <laughs> but. Yeah, I you'd guess, have to you have to find a team with either the cap space or that's got a salary to match. Like, I mean, there's there's one idea like before John Wall got hurt, but it's like, would you swap Conley and John Wall? Uh, mm. But that's more of an off season move. I don't think there's any way the Grizzlies. Why would the Grizzlies do that? Though? I don't know. <laughs> I just think of salary matches. I I don't the yeah. grizzly the gr- yeah I don't I don't know man I yeah the Conley one is gonna be difficult because there's not a lot of teams that need a point guard just with his contract um, I mean the other one that I would say would be if the uh, your old Timberwolves they were gonna grab some cojones try to put some sort of package together to involve Andrew Wiggins. Oh, I'm uh, Jeff dude, Teague, and I'm all for that. Else. The, 
the problem, yeah, I mean, Andrew Wiggins and Jeff Teague by itself would almost work, but I. Yeah, but you need um, to give up some pretty high picks. For Conley? You at least need to give him one first, and maybe it's like top five. I think you have to give him a pick that, like, at least would give. It can't be a lottery protected pick. It's they've got to at least be given the chance to get a lottery pick. But the the T Wolves are probably gonna maybe in twenty maybe a twenty twenty pick. But the Timberwolves are gonna be right. You know, five to ten is where they're probably gonna be picking after the season. So you don't. But they're gonna want. But the Grizzlies are gonna want to pick this year. I think. That's what they've they've said that they want to. They're hoping though to be able to concede their pick to the Celtics for this draft. Right. Cuz it's then, not as deep at that point. Right. And then that they're able to just to get out from underneath it and that they're able to then I would bet if so if they're conceding if they're like trying to position themselves to give up that pick this year, they're going to still probably want a pick if they're moving their two franchise cornerstones. And I would assume they'd want to get at least a first-round pick for Gasol and Conley somewhere in those packages. Yeah, I just – look, I, I really like Mike Conley. Uh, I think he would fit pretty nicely with, with Towns. Um, I agree. But he's injury-prone, and I just don't think there's any way that why the, you Grizzlies, got time. the Grizzlies just are, are not going to take on – that contract they're not going to take Wiggins on there's I do not see that happening but but you could be, if you incentivize with the right pick ultra yeah but I don't want to give up a first rounder for Mike Conley in two more years of 30 plus million like that's too steep too steep I don't know man Timer, you. You would really do that? You would give up a, a top five protected first round pick, Wiggins, and. Do you think the Nets should do a trade for Teague? Can you play D'Angelo Russell with Mike Conley? One thing, would you trade D'Angelo Russell for Mike Conley? I wouldn't do that. D'Angelo Russell, you're going to be able to sign him to like a somewhat team friendly deal after this year, I think. Do you think so? He's restricted. Other teams will have money, but point guard's so deep, I don't think that many people are going to be looking for a point guard. Yeah. I don't see him getting an offer more than $15, 16000000 million a year. And if you could sign Con- or if you could sign D'Angelo Russell to a $50 million deal over three years, like that's not terrible to me. Like For a starting point guard, that's okay. Yeah, he's definitely going to get less than Kelly Oubre. Oh my God! Don't even get me started. That is, I will bet you, I'll bet you a hundred dollars that, I on a per year basis, D'Angelo Russell's contract will be more valuable than Ubre's, barring injury this season. What are we betting? I bet you a hundred bucks. Oh God! Yeah, I'll bet you a hundred dollars. <laughs> 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 Do you want me to pull up their numbers right now? Cause... No. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard Kelly Uber's name uttered twice other than by myself. And 
Oh, I love Thomas Bryant on a different note. <laughs> Uh, he's, oh. a Neander- he's a Neanderthal. He's <laughs> something. He makes me laugh so much. Uh, uh, anyway, a great Hoosier. A great Hoosier, though. Yeah. A great Hoosier. We've really gone off the rails here, buddy. He is a starting center in the NBA, which is crazy. Um, I don't hate that, but no, I like good for him. I'm happy for him. So, uh, Demarcus Cousins playing basketball again. Not playing Boogie! heavy minutes, but I'll tell you what, he looks better than I thought he was going to. Just coming off of this, this series of an injury, he has looked really, really good. Here to wreck the league. Played. All you doubters, all you haters, we're f- coming. Coming for <laughs> you. Yeah, man. He's been good. My, my uh, third favorite player in the NBA. It is going to be scary when he hits eight threes in a finals game. I'll say it's that. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I mean, He's the crazy get... part is, like, the first couple of games, like, the real thing where I don't think people were really giving him credit is just, like, him being the massive American that he is. Like, just setting screens for all of those other dudes is going to be, like, a ton of problems for for teams, like, in the playoffs against them if he's, like, able to do that. Like just right. doing pick and rolls with like Clay and like Clay just like and, and Steph too like him literally just being there like them giving him the ball and like those guys going side to side around him like good luck uh, wow you doing some uh, rearrangement over there what'd you say oh wow you had to get in a different position yeah sorry I thought I muted it <laughs> no you did not. I did not. Storms. My bad. The sandstorms. I'm sorry uh, about that, folks. Yeah, you got some interrupted my boogie takes, you jerk. I'm sorry. Um, yo, but it's it's a real it's it's gonna be a thing. I mean, I I do think there will be probably a. I just I, I the thing with this warrior scene more than anything is just like how does this boogie bump give them? Like, how long does this last? uh for them uh but i i do think people were really quick to like and they always are with demarcus it's just like there's such a quick natural thing of just like to point out these negatives but i've been saying it for many a year now like give boogie the uh, put him on a winning team put him in that kind of a situation uh and then see what he's about because i I, I think a lot of the other superficial stuff is real easy to attach to him, but he's highly regarded for the most part as like a you know pretty good teammate. Let's say the bad I mean, he's no one's ever like wanted to leave a situation because of him. He's he's at points like not been the mature person in handling some of it, but I, th- I think at this point in his career he's grown from that and. Uh, like just to deny some of just the physical nature and just like him versus and we we said this when it happened it's like 75% of boogie is still better than kevin looney and like by a long shot no question yeah like it's just like it's it's 75% of 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 boogie compared to like the minutes you were giving javel mcgee so much better so like i i i i i'm not I'm just happy that he had the game. He had his moment. He was really um, 
honest and like was was kind of I think taken aback, but he was just seemed super happy to be back and is um it's it's kind of for me at least I'm, I was rubbing my hands and Birdman style and just like and so it begins like I just uh, this Warriors team will only get me upset if they cost Boogie a ring at this point because that's all I want if it if the only stipulation to Boogie not winning a a ring this year is if Giannis gets a ring then we're fine otherwise we'll be upset yeah I it it is just really cool to see a team. It's really cool to see a guy that is so talented be able to come back, and it certainly appears that he is going to be, he's going to be able to get back to at least some close to the quality of a player that he was before, and um, he's coming off such a scary injury. You just like didn't really know what you're going to see, and the fact that almost exactly a year later, he's back, and he he's in a really good situation. And he looks good. Um, so as scary as it is, and people will always hate on the Warriors as they continue to be this juggernaut of a team in the NBA. Nonetheless, it, it's this might be top to bottom the best lineup that the league has ever Ever. seen. Ever. Yeah, man, it's sweet. And yeah, Boogie's my fourth favorite player. I'm my mistake. Sorry, Kyrie. Yeah, so is it Giannis, LeBron, Kyrie? Boogie's number four. Yeah, I think that's our four. That's our big four. That's a good four. Um, we don't have a secure five. It really weighs. It, it comes and goes. Right. So, uh, car- congratulations to the Bulls on signing Carmelo Anthony, acquiring Carmelo Anthony. Twenty fourteen dreams. Baby, how it finally landed him. How sad are you that he? It was such a short-lived tenure as a bull. He's still a bull right now, man. What are you talking about? That's true. That's true. Could bust him out at any moment, man. It'd be very garp. It'd be very bullsy if they had him play like one game for him, just so they could sell the jerseys. Oh man, I would love that. Yeah, I like that the Bulls have turned into the uh, like. Venmo the cash app for the Houston Rockets. It's like, oh, you need to get rid of this player? Yeah, just send us this money, and then we'll take care of that for you. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll be. I'm. there's reports that the Lakers still want Melo. I mean, the Bulls, I think, are going to hold on to him at least until the Terry deadline, just in case stuff comes up, which is what it is, but... Did you do you think uh, Melo's reign as a hawk or a bull will be better? Will be more memorable? I think it'll be as a bull. I think so too. <laughs> I think it's been longer. I well, it's definitely been longer. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's uh yeah they just need Noah just hold on to Melo for the rest of the year and then um, we'll bring back Joe Keem and Derek in the off season and uh, then we'll finally have that 2014 dream. Oh boy! So, do you want uh, me to do my Derrick Rose thing now? Yeah, I'm ready for it. So, so this is a shit. We're moving on to shoutouts then. I hope. Yeah, I didn't have anything else, and we're good. So shout out to uh, Derrick Rose for uh, multiple things, but now that all of my some of the Derrick Rose jokes I made over the years have caught up to me, and now I too have an ACL 
injury. I've <laughs> I figured it was only appropriate first pod post surgery to do a Derrick Rose shout out. And there's you. You both have the same number of ACL tears as MVP awards, so it's perfect. Nah, we'll have to check the numbers on those. <laughs> Together, <laughs> Derek Rose and I have one MVP and two ACL surgeries. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but interesting thing, and I, I was just joking about it a second, but the, the original shout-out I was going to give was uh, that this week was the nine-year anniversary of Derek Rose, my favorite Derek Rose dunk uh, over Goran Dragic. Uh is still is is the number one Derrick Rose as a bull play of in my opinion um, was just yeah that place awesome <laughs> I don't have better I don't have a better way to describe it other than is is tremendous Goran Dragic I don't know what he was trying to do in trying to stop Derrick Rose but Derrick he he did play a pivotal role as being the role player and Derrick Rose just dunking all over him um but I'm literally looking this up right now i want to see it you've never oh no i'm i'm wondering if it's the dunk that i'm thinking of in my head should be the only dunk you ever think of when i say derrick rose and goran Dragic in the same sentence well he has one iconic like two hand that's this one okay where he cocks it back it's yeah yep this is the one yep yep um and it was funny because two days ago, amongst all the Bulls' woes, uh, Casey Johnson of the Chicago Tribune wrote a story, which I didn't think was a, but was making the argument of why Derek, the Bulls should consider bringing Derrick Rose back this offseason. I mean, he's been really good this year. His but... argument? I'm not like 100% in on Casey Johnson, but like basically that they need – Another like Derrick Rose has proven they they need a veteran they want to add veteran leadership. He's proven he can be efficient like off the bench or as a starter. You know when you if you pair him like along with Chris Dunn, um, Bulls don't have a backup point guard of any kind right now. Um, and the the only thing that's a little scary with him is that it's actually. Outrageous oh. how well he's shooting from three this year. Yeah, I kind of feel like that drop. I mean, <laughs> I need to see if, more than just one. I need to see more than just one season of that. But yeah, he's shooting he, crazy well right now. If he could, if that's just like the, what the rest of his career looks like, if if he can shoot forty two percent from three, he's gonna he's gotta he's gonna play he's gonna play until he's forty. But you know, he's been the year he's been in the league for ten years. This is by far the best he's ever shot from three. Yeah. Uh, but he's averaging, you know, he's just under 20 points a game in less than 30 minutes per game. Like, he's great. Like, he's, you know, I have on this podcast voiced my opinion that I do not want the two rules to sign Derrick Rose. And then they did. And he's been unbelievable this year. It's awesome. If he, yeah, he's I mean, definitely you'd be if they if the Bulls sign him to like a one year ten million dollar deal next season, you wouldn't be pissed, would you? Yeah, I just don't know if the likelihood of him. I know he still likes and all that. I just feel like a pride thing with like this front office still being here. I don't know if he would just come back after he was yeah. pretty hurt when they traded him. I just like the likelihood. I don't see it. 
if he's going to take the – I just would say it's like – I think in Minnesota it's, it's worked out too just of like he has been humble. He's been very open about like his struggle and like just to, to how he's gone back to being able to play this way. I just wonder if you put him back in a the situation with the Bulls, like if it's a if really all these good feelings, everything that's like coming from Minnesota, if you can really just transfer that to the Bulls with the history and all of that. Um, and it, but it would be a very Garpax move to do in some ways. Um, I yeah, I do wonder. I mean, it's. I, I kind of th- like think he would uh, like if it's he got the same offer from the Bulls in Minnesota, you know it'd be interesting to see what he would do. But the argument was was made, so that's now out there in the world. Um, it wouldn't be my first choice, but because I just I didn't need to add shooting, and if yeah. he could, do, that's where the thing is though. If he could shoot Sports like dude. this, that's exactly what he is. PJ. I know, but that's is. the thing. I mean, like, <laughs> if he's shooting like this, sure. But I just don't want to bake on that after one. This season guy has of a, it. this guy's having a better three point shooting season than Clay Thompson. Okay. Yeah. So is you so. can't make an argument that you'd rather have Clay Thompson than Derrick Rose. Man, yeah, silly me. Which actually, they should. Just give Clay Thompson a Godfather offer. The Bulls, yeah. The Bulls should try. Yeah, the Bulls should try making off for any of those dudes. Yeah, fuck yeah. And actually, like, all right, Clay has had a shooting slump this season. Except the Godfather offer is make me an offer that you will refuse. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's make me an offer I will refuse. Absolutely no chance that he would leave Golden State to go to Chicago. But how happy would you be if Clay Thompson was a bull? (laughs) I'd be, I'd be pretty stoked. Clay Thompson, Mm. yeah, Clay Thompson does border on that that fifth favorite player. China Clay is number one. China Clay is uh, no Giannis is still one. China Clay All like right. gets to be two. He passes LeBron. If he was, if China, if Clay was China Clay all the time, then maybe he'd be higher. But dude, so um, on the Levitard show, they were talking to segue. Are you a green salsa or red salsa guy? I like them both. You got to you got to pick one though. I like red. I just like it better with chips. And chips and salsa is a great snack. It is a, one of the. It's definitely a top three snack. Salsa verde is solid though. I have no no issues against it. I I I know about six years ago I would have without question said red salsa, but it posed the question. I was really kind of leaning towards green salsa. It's good. It's typically spicier, which yeah. is on our wavelength for sure. Yeah, that's that was kind of my my thought process on it. I think I've had of... I've had two burritos this week. I've Fuck green you, salsa wow. on both. So look at you. Yeah, Monday I've Tuesday. Been to, I've been trying to be like eat nothing while I'm hung up. Yeah, but now you're running, so you're good. Yeah, I'm running those, those two miles, right? <laughs> and go back to pounding burritos. Um, yeah. So the. I think I have two shout outs. The first one, uh, you know, oh, not a football co- podcast. Great conference championship games last week. Mm. I loved it. Loved yeah. every second of it. It was great. Yeah. Patriots are definitely winning the Super Bowl. 
That's gonna be fun. Oh, it's it's gonna happen. Yeah. It's so. But uh, here's my collective feeling on that though: is like I'm at this point, I've doubled. Like I don't have the energy to get up and like root against the Patriots anymore. I've they've worn me down as a football fan, and I'm like in this collective feeling. I was this way last year too, um, and we definitely bet that way, and that of course hurt us. So I'm gonna double down. We're gonna do it again. Um, but like. I am at this point resolved to as long as Tom Brady is and Bill Belichick are together, like let them just win all of the Super Bowls because then at least like the collective everyone else, we can all be miserable together. Cause it's like then we can all just like hate on that together and say, oh, you know, F the Patriots, F Boston Sports. But like sure. if you know you have the Eagles pop in and they're starting to get talkative and get cocky and it's like then I gotta be like all right, screw you guys and, and, and different stuff. But if we we can all at least unite around, like, the Patriots if they just keep winning while this setup is there. But I would also say that, you know, them winning this year, you almost want to be like, maybe that's where we'll end it. We just got to let them keep winning to eventually, like, have the excuse on Brady and Belichick just, like, walk away too. It's like the let them score strategy, but let them win the Super Bowl so they'll go away and other people can start winning it then. It would if they win it this year. It's a, it's a very picturesque ending for for them. You know, they won their first Super Bowl against the Rams. They, they win yeah, their last yeah. Super Bowl and then they retire. So yeah. I personally, as a how they started, fan, would love to have a little bit. Uh, I would love to have a higher chance of winning the AFC East next season and going forward. Well, you have to draft a quarterback. Now that we have our psychopath coach Adam Gase out of the office, do you see his eyes? Whoa! Oh, in yeah. The, in the Jets news, I mean, oh my God! I don't know what that was all about, but he looked insane. But uh, <laughs> um, let's uh. Let's transition. So the other shout out I had was uh, the new, the new show that just got announced last week, which was Space Force. That's gonna be start uh, starring Steve Carell and being made with the Office creator. Um, I have no idea how close to the Office this is gonna actually be in my perfect world. I'd love to just have a like at least a few people from the office actually star in that show. But I, uh, I have no idea what space force is going to be about. Um, but all I know is the, I saw the teaser last week and, and I can't wait for it, but, um, well, uh, <laughs> Peach. Yeah. <laughs> Did you Sorry. Hear, uh, did you hear how excited I am for Space Force that's com- going to be coming out? We don't know anything about it, but hell's yeah, hell's yeah, <laughs> hell's buddy. Yeah. Sorry, I had a bail for like two seconds. So it was, I saw the anticipation of someone about to ring my doorbell and was trying to save the pod from a flurry of dog barks. Well, you you succeeded. I didn't. I didn't hear anything. Just silence. But. It's well, right. it was a quick thing. It was either to say something or let the and let the dog barks flow through. See, or see something, do something. I saw something and said say, nothing. Say, see something, say something. I said I saw something and I saw I did I said nothing. I just I just acted. What's uh, 
you have one more shout yeah, out. Yeah, shout out for, uh, to Nacho Fries being back. Oh my God, they're just every ad. They're all over the place. It literally just popped up as we were talking, like before we started recording. And now it's just this watching this Warriors Golden State game. It's just all over it. And yeah, Nacho Fries they are the sh- fucking best. Man. Shout out Taco Bell and their viral marketing campaigns. It's really spectacular. No, just shout out Taco Bell forever. Um, if you haven't, if you're not familiar at this point, but I love Taco Bell. It's great. If you're it listening is. for the first time and haven't heard, but I love Taco Bell. What's your number one thing? The Crunchwrap Supreme is the greatest, the single greatest fast food menu item that was ever created. Crunchwrap Supreme is your number one. Tell you, so you can make those at home. They're pretty good. It's not hard, but they're they're definitely a little better if you get it from Taco Bell. But you can make it from home too. They're they're not too shabby. Yeah, but what kind of size tortilla do you need? You need to buy like a giant get, burrito one. Just get a burrito. To, yeah, but those are at every grocery store, man. They're not tough. I just don't know how fold, uh, the folding part intimidates me. Yeah, it's not it's not as durable as you'd like it to be, but. Because I guess would you have to fry? Because I'm assuming you put it on a pan, you put everything in there, and then you can just microwave it. No, fuck no. You need to to need soften that. the tortilla, and then you got to put that on a pan with all everything inside of it, and then you fold it up, and then you press it to crisp it, and then right. the other side, and then yeah. you're good. Yeah. So you do yes, that part you do in a pan. Anyway. Uh yeah, shout out Taco Bell. I want Taco I Bell. I thought I had one more shout out, but no, I this is all I've been thinking about is Nacho Fries. John Wick three trailer? No, so I'm I'm following the Zach Harper uh school of thought on this is like going and com- trying to my best to go in completely blind for the movie. Okay. Like I'm not I'm try- I, it's gonna be really t- I know there's gonna be one on Super Bowl Sunday. Um oh, it's gonna be tough to avoid. I was able to avoid the one they had uh, during the MLK games and during the uh, um, AFC cha- or the <clears throat> championship game championship stuff. Championship games, yeah. yeah. Able to avoid them so far, but yeah, I mean, if I just see something, if I see it come up, I'm just going to walk out the room. But I want to try to just go in kind of blind with it as much as possible, kind of like experience in the first one is is zach harper's idea and i i kind of buy into it because i'm pretty excited for that i think it's probably the second movie i'm most excited for this coming year i don't know it might be number one well it's like it's between star wars john wick and avengers the big movie year for your guy but avengers is what i'm looking forward to the most but i feel like i'm not as invested in those other things than you I'm excited for John Wick three though. Like I'm, I was a late, I was a late on the bandwagon for one, and then I watched two on an airplane, and I'm just, I'm very excited for three. I mean, it's just like because the Star Wars is so. I mean, it's like literally like it's just. I mean, I've got like almost it feels like a full year to wait for it still. So it's like because John Wick is so much closer, it's almost like I'm feel like John Wick is the movie I'm more excited about, but I know. That once I see that first Star Wars trailer, like all of that is going to be a race, and like that will be the number one thing I'm excited for. Yep, you nailed it, buddy. But let's uh, let's close up shop. You and I are going to do a pod early next Closing week. Up shop. We're going to get back to a regular schedule. Finally, we are. 
are going to there's going to be some cool things that happen in the nba i'm just putting it out in the atmosphere we're going to get a trade between now and next tuesday probably get a trade tomorrow once this episode releases so when you're listening to this today just sorry but nba loves to do that to us yep we uh if tell you what if there's a really good trade tonight or tomorrow we'll just do a mini pod this weekend we'll be good to go if there's a big trade we all have to buy nacho fries and then talk about it yeah or we'll just do that anyway um if we could talk about sponsor us that would be the greatest thing of our lives look taco bell listen to this i'm your number one brand eddie bauer and taco bell you you are you would never find a better brand ambassador than me mr bell we want it. We want I think I'm more about that lifestyle than Bell, but mm. just, yeah, just going to say. Just going to say. I'll, I'll fight him for it. Rate and review us on iTunes. Rate and review us on Stitcher. Uh, check us out on Twitter at the Point Forward NBA. Check oh, PJ out oh, at Foolish Killer. Oh, I have my final shout out. We can end Hit the us. pod with this. Keep saying so, your stuff. Keep saying his stuff. Keep saying his stuff. I'm pulling nope, it up. That's, I plugged us. We're good. You've got all the plugs in? At the point forward NBA gmail.com. Send those emails. Send those questions. That's it. You didn't say my Twitter handle. I did. At Foolish Killer. That was right when you, oh. you were coming I'm in with I'm so your... sorry that I didn't think of this sooner. We should have talked about this probably to open the whole, whole thing. My apologies, folks. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Now it won't load. This is awful. Are we going to do Super Bowl predictions on this pod next week? Well, yeah, we'll do that next pod. Okay, so we got Super Bowl predictions next week to look forward to trade stuff. And I just have to say one quick shout-out to Soldier Boy for the most incredible clip ever. His little thing on the uh, Breakfast Club made me laugh while I was recovering from surgery. And I want to end the pod with this. If I can just find the short version, because I don't want the full thing. Oh, this sucks. Damn you, Internet. You've failed me once again. Maybe we'll open with the next one, huh? Maybe. Maybe. Because <laughs> yeah, right. I thought I had it. I thought I had a cue. We're just teasing I thought you I had for a the next up. one. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Have a good week, everyone. Yeah, Drake. Oh, geez. All right. We'll see you all next week.